This is the MDRT Podcast. Much of office efficiency relies on workflow. During a recent conversation at MDRT headquarters, Beth Lachance Hessen, I'm from Midhurst, Ontario, which is just about one hour north of Toronto, Canada. Stuart Burkle, and I'm from Norfolk, Virginia, in the United States. Dennis Bell, and I'm from Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Aaron Soto, I am from Mexico City talked about their strategies to establish processes and enhance the performance of their practice. The one thing I found in regards to communication, and I think it can be a little particular to my situation in the family business, is communicating on what that person actually does. My son had been my administrator for the past 10 years, and we were moving him on to sales, and we had not realized that he just had no idea of everything that he did and a new person coming in had to relearn all that. So one of the things that we've started doing is setting up procedure manuals. So we can actually pick his brain, have everything down in paper on what he does. So when somebody new comes in, it's a little easier process. We can make sure that everything's covered and everything is down on paper. One of the biggest challenges for me, everyone, was the fact that the communication between myself and my executive assistant through the course of daily meetings or weekly meetings, there would be those moments where I wasn't sure what was going on with the flow of the paperwork on the investment and the insurance side. So ultimately, the solution was to come up with a And I believe now after uh, speaking with others that uh, my system is a a makeshift system and there's there's actual software that's in place to do this sort of workflow process with your administrative assistant. But now I can sit from the comfort of my computer and look at her tasks on the investment and the insurance side of things and see exactly where everything is in the process as opposed to having to continually ask her, uh, is that investment... uh, application, where is it in the process, that insurance application, where is it in the process, I just look at her taskbar and she's made notes and I know when it's completed because she changes the color coding from black to uh, green that the the paperwork's actually completed. And then on a monthly basis, we just wipe the slate clean, leave all the tasks that are still in the mill, if you will, and everything else is removed from it to avoid the clutter. So it's been a perfect system for us. How was it working before you found this solution? Well, I can tell it was a problem because there would be times during the day or during the evening that I would wonder where things were at in the process. I hadn't heard from her. We haven't had a daily or uh, bi-weekly meeting in a couple days. And so that's when I identified that something's got to be done with regards to this not knowing where things are in the system. I didn't want to be almost nagging her or almost uh, continually asking her where things were. So that's when I knew for sure that we had an issue and sat down and and problem solved and came up with this method of as, as soon as a transaction is initiated, usually by myself. Sometimes it's by her. It might be a client coming in and requesting a loan on a policy. It might be a, a client uh, doing an address change. It might be a client requesting a redemption of an investment. And then, of course, there's the investment actual sales, the insurance actual sales, and they've they've got a specific flow that they're going through. And um, I wanted to make sure where they were at in the process The benefit is that with about 25 ongoing investments and 25 ongoing insurance situations, I know exactly where they're at in the process and I know now 
exactly when they've been completed. And she, she knows as well because they're all on paper. And quite often she'll send me a quick email burst. In addition to having all that information on the, the tasks, she'll sometimes send me an email indicating, you know, this got done today, this got done today, this got closed off today, and then I can go and look at that. And sure enough, yeah, it's, it's completed. But if we didn't have that communication, I could just go and look at that task section of our outlook and, uh, and know exactly where everything is. I think one of the best communication learning curves that we had in our office was when we hired our second staff person because either I or my partner would wind up asking the staff for something or if something was done and then the other would look at the other staff person and say, well, I thought she was doing it and the other said, I thought she was doing it. So we wound up having to segregate the duties of the two staff as far as who handled what. And the easiest thing for us to do in that method was one person handles all new business and then the other staff person handles all old business such as service work or death claims or any sales that had been done or been made and needed to be followed up with. And that was probably the easiest transition once that was actually enacted and each person realized their job description as far as what they were responsible for. Of course, these aren't the only strategies that have been successful. I think starting off, when I started using a meeting agenda, and now we call it a planning worksheet, it really enabled us to come back to the meeting afterwards with the staff and be able to follow what we want done and in what manner that we want it done with. And then we can always go back because if everyone's business is different, I understand, but we're all working probably a lot of meetings. And I found that I tend to forget things if I didn't write them down, whereas if once I started using the planning worksheet or the meeting agenda, it kind of would take me back in the conversation that I was having with the client and remember, oh yeah, we were going to do this. And this was the topic that they were interested in prior to getting an estate plan done. They wanted to make sure that their rollover was completed first or vice versa. Uh, However, when we look back at the meeting agenda, we would also remember, oh yeah, they said that they wanted to get some life insurance on their grandchild. And so that was also acting as a trigger for us and reminding us that we needed to follow up with that future sale that they were interested in. I found one thing that has really created a lot of efficiency in our office is just the electronic transactions. Almost everything we do is done electronically. We do receive all our confirmations, all our statements electronically, so it saves a tremendous amount of filing. Now, I haven't gone totally paperless. I still believe in having client notes in paper form. So my files are just limited to just my client conversations and client notes. But anything else is electronically. I can access them whenever I need to, but I don't have to have my staff spending that time filing and I don't have to spend that time trying to look. It's much more efficient just to go put the name, policy number, etc., in and pull that up when needed. How would you assess the overall efficiency of an office? I think I would start by looking at how they were, one, delegating, uh, but also, two, 
if they were making notes after their appointments and then how fast they were following up with those notes uh, that were items that were to-do items. Uh, Like I said earlier, when we have a system and we go through that system, it's diagnosis, you know, obviously all of the pertinent information, date of birth, address, and all that good stuff. But then we go through, do you have a will? Do you have a trust? Do you understand the difference between the two? And I find that we're in an educational role, and so we try to educate the client on that and explain that's not something that we can provide. It is something that we recommend, though. And then having a relationship set up that the office or the advisor can refer directly to another attorney or lawyer to help follow up with that to-do list. And so I think for me it would be looking at the follow-up and do they have some type of system in place to manage that follow-up. I would say that the first and the, the unique visible thing in the first impression will be the attitude. I have this motto in my office, if you want to work, you are welcome to work. Because if you need to work, I am not sure that this is the place for you. It starts from that bottom line. And later, uh, it's, it's my responsibility to show this staff personnel what I need or what I want them to do. But it starts with the, with the attitude, with the smiles, with the, with the willing of being part of the team and do a, a nice job. To, be, to piggyback on what Aaron and Stuart both said, my answer was going to be to gauge the efficiency of the office is to gauge the morale of some of the key administrative people in the office. And after I've done that, I would probably want to take a, a random look at perhaps five client files and look at how well those client files, without getting into the specifics, how well those client files are put together. And then I'd probably want to talk to one of the key administrative people and have them walk me through the process from the client meeting and something actually being a a transaction taking place and walk me through that transaction. I think you have to look at office efficiency. Is It goes hand in hand with profitability. You have to look at You could have lots of great staff, but you may have too many staff. You have to look at what goes down the bottom line, and it kind of goes hand in hand with uh, training staff to do the job properly, uh, making sure they're in the right role, making sure that a lot of money isn't going out the door, and looking at each system that you have, whether it be internet connection, a telephone, computer, backup. You just have to look at each individual part of that business and make sure it's being run to the best degree. Thank you for listening to this month's episode. We'll see you next time. If you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes at MDRT Podcast. 